Welcome, welcome, welcome back to our fourth podcast, the Blue Energy Podcast. I have here two excellent guests to my right, Ashton, and to Ashton's right, Mr. Reggie. So, Reggie, tell us a little bit about you. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. So, uh, yeah, my name is Reggie Williams. Um, uh, I grew up in Bellflower, California, went to Bellflower High School, uh, drafted by the Minnesota Twins out of high school in 2007. Uh, played with them for five seasons um, till 2012. Uh, then I ended up getting into automotive. I ran a dealership for eight years uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida, um, Jacksonville Chrysler Jeep Dodge. And, um, you know, during the pandemic, got out of the automotive industry, wanted to create something for myself. So my brother-in-law and I went into business together, started an e-commerce company called Outlaw Mask, did very well. We got into the NBA, MLB, uh, NFL, and uh, blew the company up. And uh, now we're getting into, um, you know, uh, uh, clothes, shoes, sports cards. Uh, we're opening up a store here in Jacksonville called The Hype Section. And uh, a friend of mine ended up telling me about Blue Energy and uh, the, the, the great things that they were doing over there and, and over here. And I, you know, wanted to come over and, and, and see what was going on. And I ended up meeting Roberto, Ashton, a uh, couple of guys. And uh, now I'm just, you know, here to, to help support and, and bring some good energy to Blue Energy. Okay, good. <laughs> Ashton. Who's Ashton? Uh, Ashton, I was born in Pennsylvania. Oh, am I close enough? I was born in Pennsylvania. Uh, moved to Florida when I was 12. I'm only 20, so I don't have any experience really in anything. My previous job before this was a boat shop, so nothing regarding sales at all. And then I found Blue Energy through the, the vice president here, Dawson, and he brought me on. And then ever since, that's just, this is where I've been. It's been what, a year already? No, seven months. Seven months. Seven months. Well, what an impressive career that you, you have already. But, uh, Reggie, that's cool. I mean, I know you have a, a baseball background. Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit of how was that mindset, how's that mindset applied to your business mentality nowadays? Like, how's that baseball mindset or athlete mindset apply to your career now? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, baseball is, uh, I, I explain to people all the time, baseball is a game of life. So, you know, you're, you're, you're going to get, you know, your, your chance up to, to bat. Sometimes you, you know, get a hit. Sometimes you strike out, but you get another opportunity, you know. And, and because baseball has so many games and you play every single day, it really is like life. Like, you know, you have a bad game, the next day you got another game. So that day is over. You know, that game's over. You just have to keep on going up and doing your best. And, uh, you know, you, you might have, you know, uh, uh, bad at bat, but then you got to go on defense and you can end up winning the game for the team on defense. So um, baseball to me is, is how it has translated over into sales and even, you know, just in life in general is you, you know you always have that next opportunity. You know, so um, for me, it was like, you know, if you're going door knocking, right? Well, that's like in a bat. You can strike out, you can, you know, get a strike or you can get a, a, a ball or whatever. doesn't matter. You got another opportunity. So you just keep on going with those opportunities and you just keep on moving forward. So that's how baseball translates into, you know, everyday life and sales. I, I know. Well, you just didn't just play baseball. I mean, you got drafted, which is yeah. huge. You know, I mean, I think it's. 
every kid's dream, you know, if you play baseball. How's that feeling for you? You know, what do you, f that was what, back 07, you said? 2007, yeah. 2007. Yeah. Where were you when you got drafted? Yeah, so. Did you have idea who was going to pick you or? Yeah, so um, my senior year in high school, so I didn't play like a lot of kids normally do. They play travel ball and they, they do all these, you know, play in all, all of these leagues or whatnot. I didn't do that. So my story is not the same. Um, I played, I was a football player. So I played football and baseball in high school and I actually wanted to go to college to play, to play both. Um, and my senior year, uh, my dad and I had a conversation. I ended up playing in a, in this baseball tournament. And basically he's like, listen, like, you know, you have this path and you can go in this football route. But my dad was an ex-professional football player. So he's like, you know, football is a lot more dangerous. Um, and you know, if you focus on baseball, I just believe that you're just better at baseball. I have more passion for football, though. But we'll talk about that later. But uh, we sat down, uh, we we talked it out, and I ended up not playing football my senior year, which I was recently talking to a friend of mine, and he's like, but did you need that time to actually help you get drafted? So I, I really did. That offseason, I end up, you know, working my butt off, getting my speed together, you know, really focusing on baseball. And uh, going into my senior year, there was a lot of scouts that didn't know about Belfar High School. So um, I, I ended up signing my letter of intent to Cal State Fullerton, end up getting to play in this, this tournament that uh, it was a, basically a showcase. And from that showcase, uh, I did very well. I ended up racing against Christian Cologne, who was a first-round pick, beat him in the 60-yard uh, dash. We you know, took infield, outfield, and after that, that basically uh, that showcase, the Yankees came up to me, Boston Red Sox, Pirates. And from then on, every single game my senior year, there was like five to ten scouts in the stands. So um, that it, everything happened really fast. Uh, it was a dream come true. The day of the draft um, was June 7th, uh, 2007, and uh, I was at my grandmother's house. It was me, my dad, my grandparents. And uh, my, my friend, Anthony Ghost, who now plays for the Cleveland Guardians, he's a pitcher um, in the big leagues. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a dream come true. I, I, that Yankee scout told me to call him before any other team was thinking about drafting me because that's what they usually do. They end up calling you. And I end up calling him. I'm like, listen, the Twins just called me. Uh, Dan Cox, my, my scout, um, just called me, said that the Twins are thinking about drafting me in the fourth round. Um, you told me to call you because I, I really wanted to be a Yankee because uh, Derek Jeter is my favorite player. So he's like, what position do you play? So I played shortstop, shortstop. So uh, Derek Jeter is my favorite player. I give him a call and he's like, listen, man, go for it. Go, go, go with the Twins if that's what they're if that's what round they're gonna pick you up in. And uh, end up getting drafted, man. And it was it was great, man. It was a it was a credible feeling. Um, you know, I just remember like you know every every little detail the next day of going to school and then announcing it and yeah it was uh it was a it was an incredible experience for sure how old were you when you got drafted 18 wow yeah so you know from playing baseball i started playing baseball when i was five years old you know yeah. so it's uh it you know it's, it, it's a it's a good experience you know everybody doesn't make it to the big leagues um and i've you know very fast uh realize that it's a business and they tell you that and uh but it's a it's a great business it's a great game 
And, you know, I, people ask me all the time, you still play or whatnot? No, not really. Cause uh, I just, you know, I, <laughs> life, life, life hits you and you're not made. Yeah. You don't make much money in the, in the minors anyway though. So yeah. Yeah. So you play for, you said five years, right? Five years. Yeah. At what age do you know that your mindset was oriented towards business? Um, I want to say it was always kind of oriented towards it just because my dad, so my dad, um, is a financial advisor. He's been one for 30 plus years. Um, and even when I played baseball sports in general, he always told me to, you know, that you got to make sure that you're, that you're handling business and that you're, that you have a business mindset going into anything. Right. So, uh, I grew up a little bit different because he had, you know, he played in the, in the NFL for a very small stint, uh, USFL. And, you know, he also understood that you're more than an athlete. So he would always tell me like, listen, like athletics is one thing, but your business, he always, he always told me you're going to make way more money in business than you do in sports. Maybe he put some bad juju on me, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he, he told me that you're going to make more money in, in business than you are in sports. And I believe that. So for me, it's, uh, I see guys like, you know, LeBron James and Magic Johnson and guys like that. And they've, LeBron James probably has made more money outside of basketball, even though he's a tremendous athlete. Yeah. He has all these other businesses and, you know, you have guys like Magic Johnson that has all these other businesses, Alex Rodriguez. So, you know, businesses, you know, sports, it's a business. Yeah. So how do you, how do you? Well, in those cases, I think they just use the platform, you know, where, wherever they are, you know, because I don't think that they were able to make, they were going to be able to make that much money without that platform that they currently have. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. But um, it's cool. So where were you at 18 years old, Ashton? <laughs> where was I? Yeah. Um, Taco Bell, I think. Taco Bell? Nice. Taco Bell. So Taco Bell at 18, 19, worked the boat shop, and then 20. 20, I'm here. 20, you're here. And and how, how's it going so far? So tell me a little bit about of your experience, because I know you were trying to get to work with us for a little like a month or so you were trying to get a hold of Dawson and yeah. try to get him to bring in the company Correct. and uh, tell me a little bit about it. Practically. I saw a, a video on Dawson's Snapchat story of uh, the blue energy going on the yacht. I don't know. I think that was in Port St. Lucie. You guys were, uh, no, I think that was Tampa the first time. Yeah. Tampa. Okay. Yeah. I saw you guys go on the yacht and I was wondering what he was doing. Cause I knew Dawson from high school and I knew that he dropped out of high school too. So it's like, whatever he's doing, if he could do it, I could do it because there's no, I don't have a degree. I don't have a high school diploma. I don't have anything. Uh, and then eventually a month later, he hit me back. He got me an interview with Elaine or Elaine. And after that interview, they hired me. And then ever since then, I just kind of saw the route that you guys gave me or the path. And I followed that path. I fought for it and I got here. And what would you say that, uh, you did different than the others? What, I think what I do differently than most people is like I, I, I did, it's not necessarily I wanted it or I needed it. It's just I fought for it. So I saw I saw the path to get it and I saw the path to achieve it. And the only way to do that is to put in the time and to fight for it. And I did. And I put in the time and I fought for it. And then that's how I got here today. And I'm still fighting for it every single day. What's your goal? My goal is really to just, you know, in 10 years from now, I won't have to work. 15 years from now, I won't have to work. I'll just be more of an investor or a partner or whatever the case may be where you could just sit back, relax, make a couple phone calls and live your life happily. You know, you won't have to worry about your wife hating you because you don't have money or your kids can't go on trips. 
a whole, you know, a whole bunch of different scenarios that can go wrong without money or being financially responsible. Obviously, that's not your whole life, but it, it's a big part of it. You know, it's it's really impressive for you only being 20 years old and having that mindset, you know? Yeah. Where do you learn it from? Where do you get all this mindset from? Sitting right next to me. So you, Roberto, Juan as well. Juan's not here. Just like the, the, the people I surround myself with, I pick up on their mentality because you guys are successful already, and that's exactly where I want to be. So if I want it, like, the great part about Blue Energy and this job is there's people who already made it. There's people who are already at the next level where I want to go. So I don't have to rewrite a whole book. I could just read theirs. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm reading your guys' book. You guys provided me everything. I'm following those steps. And slowly but surely, I'm going to level up, level up, level up. Well, thank you. That's, that's really impressive, to be honest. Yeah. You only ha you only have been here for seven months. Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid to share. It's May 25th, 2022. And so far, year to date, you've made close to $300,000, I want to say. Somewhere around there, yeah. So it, it's really impressive to see how much work you've put into it. And that's why we were talking about in the previous podcast. You know, it's just when you come here, a lot of people are afraid of leaving their nine to five, their hourly paid jobs, their benefits and things like that. But it's just putting that extra work and just having that mindset is, you know, it's showtime. Correct. It's just showtime. This is what I need to do. I'll do it. Oh, they tell me to go and this is what they advised me to work till sunset. No, what if instead of coming to the office at 10, 11 a.m., I make morning calls to yeah. my prospects? Yeah. That's going to keep me ahead of the whole crowd, you know, like ahead of my own teammates. Yeah. And that's something that I've seen in you, you know, like putting that extra work. Somebody that doesn't want to work on a Sunday because most of the people don't want to work on a Sunday or on a Saturday, right. you're putting that work in. Right. And it's pretty impressive to see you grow and to have that no BS mentality Correct. at 20 years old, you know, yeah. when a lot of 20 years old, even when they, even when they have money, it's even worse, you know, oh, their yeah. mentality could be somewhere else. Absolutely. So it's pretty impressive, man. And I'm looking forward to your 25 years old, whenever you get 25 years old and 30 and, you know, looking forward to, to have business adventures and partnerships at some point, you know, there yeah. we go. that's what the yeah. goal is. Yeah. yeah. So, Ray, what were you doing at 20, man? Where were you? Well, you were playing baseball. You were playing baseball. I was playing baseball at 20. Yeah. I wasn't making nowhere near <laughs> that kind of money, though. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, I signed, you know, a, a six figure signing bonus, 150000 out of high school. Nothing crazy. Still but yeah, out of high school it is. But then, you know, you're making like $1,500 a month. So, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So, how old are you, Ray, right now? 33. 33. Yeah. We're both both same age. Yeah. What advice would you give to a twenty year old Ashton mm -hmm. who's killing it right now, making a lot of money, being successful? But something that we always tell you and, and tell all the guys, don't let your highs be too high and yeah. your lows be too low. Absolutely. So when you're on the peak, yeah. It sometimes doesn't last forever. And that's something Correct. that conversation that we were having last week about putting anchors. Yeah. You know, to make sure that those anchors don't don't let you go lower than where you started or where you want to be at, you know, if something happens. Yeah, absolutely. So what's something that you would advise Ashton right now as he's 20 year old being oh, successful? Invest. Yeah. Invest. 
use the money that you're making, invest, you know, you're using your time wisely. Obviously you're investing your time. And, uh, a, I, I learned that from, uh, you know, my dad, but you know, also a couple mentors of mine. And that's the, that's the main thing. You're investing something. So you're investing your time right now in, in blue energy and you're doing a great job at it. But now you got to take that money and then you, you invest that money and have that money working for you to where by the time you are 30, then yeah, you're, you're good. You're you good know? Yeah. And that's what I, you know, I, I kind of wish I would have known a little bit younger, but at the same time, man, it's, it's, we're, we're all, we're all, we're all working towards the same common goal yeah. and like-minded people, you know, uh, end up being around each other some way, somehow. True. So. Yeah. I mean, something that I would advise you as well is just trade those, that cash that paper yeah. for assets. Correct. That's that's it. Correct. That's it. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. create that passive income. Yeah. What exactly you say, you don't want to be working by 30, 35. You just yep. want to be partners, investor here, there. Yep. What's going to get, take you there is just investments. Investment. Correct. Just, just buying assets and, and trading. I know Reggie, you are a lot into NFTs and yep. crypto. What do you see? How do you see crypto and NFTs in the future? And maybe how can crypto be involved in our in our in our oh, business? Man. You know, yeah. the The blockchain, the blockchain is everything. Um, yeah, I I got involved in just in more so technology over the last few years, and uh, yeah, I, investing in in blockchain in general because that's what that's what we're we're seeing now. With we we went through Web one, you know, the dot com era, and now in Web two, social media era. Now we're going into Web3, which is basically, you know, the creator era. So um, <clears throat> right now, I, 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 it's an incredible incredible time to get in because it's super early. There's a lot of people that don't understand blockchain. But when you look at countries even, right, s saying that they're going to switch over and, you know, accept crypto. and I think, I think it's in Nicaragua. Yeah. The, their precedent is, yeah. Yeah. It's highly on highly investing on, on Bitcoin at this at this moment, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's gonna change the world. I mean, you have countries, poor countries now, that are going to be able to fast forward and 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 really be financially stable now through cryptocurrency. So um, it, it's connecting people all over over the world, and you know NFTs, crypto. It, it's it's a little bit too much to talk talk about right now, mm -hmm. but it's definitely something that I would. I would highly recommend to be invested in. Are you understanding it? Are you investing in crypto? No, Ashton. I don't like cryptocurrency. I just don't see the value. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I mean, if you made money off it, you got in early. I know Bitcoin. If you got in early enough, you made a killing. Yeah. Dogecoin, same thing. But it's just sketchy. So what Roberto said, right? Mm. It's assets. Yeah. And the main thing about, you know, assets in general is that but you want to be able to diversify. I don't see assets. cryptocurrency as an asset. I see it as But a, that's what it is. It's, it's a risk. Everything's a risk. That one's a much bigger risk than like Apple. Apple has a supply and demand. It has a product and it has a revenue. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin, it doesn't have a revenue. It just has supply and demand. That's all it is. Uh -huh. So God forbid if the world went to shit. I mean, it could go up or it could go down. No one knows. If the dollar gets degraded, maybe Bitcoin goes up. But if the whole world starts going to hell, maybe Bitcoin doesn't go anywhere. And it just, everybody pulls out, takes their assets and runs. Yeah, maybe. So it's, it's a scary game. I'd rather put my money in something that I could see, like on paper. Like, okay, they, they produce whatever X amount of sales every year. They produce the revenue, their profit. 
that way I can like I don't know I'd and that company that, that company yeah. could go down too but yeah, no, no, but no but you know it's a lot of ifs um, correct I I personally in 20 what was it 2018 or 2019 2019 I think 2019 I had one bitcoin mm-hmm. at four or five thousand dollars and it was a friend of mine who told me hey invest in bitcoin let's buy it so I bought one bitcoin uh-huh. and it just went down, I think, to 3,000 or high or low fours. Yep. And I was telling my friend, oh my God, man, come on, you just made me lose a lot of money. As soon as this thing goes up a little bit, I'm just gonna trade it. So it hit, I think, but let's say if I bought it at 5,000, I sold it at 5,100. And I said, all right. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, I made $100, you know, I didn't lose my money, and wow, now now I'm like, oh, I should have, should have kept it, kept yeah. it. But uh, the way I invest my money, is I buy a lot of stocks yeah, and I just not, never touch them. Yeah, it's know, a long game. It's a long game, mm-hmm. yeah. And for me, I don't want to say, it might be my retirement account. You right. Know, that I don't touch for 20, 30 years. Correct. I see a lot of people, you know, trying to make money quick. Mm-hmm. I've used crypto to make money, mm-hmm. but I, what I have used is uh, ADA, Cardano. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like know how it works a little bit now you know when to buy when to sell but yeah. that's what I use on crypto NFTs I have no idea how they work yeah. for me it's just I don't as you you know yeah, I don't see I don't see the value I of it, it but yeah. there's people like Reggie you know and a lot of people investing in it and there's a reason behind it you know yeah. that, that we might know know at this moment maybe in 10 years we'll say Oh my God. There's a lot of people when you really, so the whole thing with, in, in you Ashton, you touched on it. Most people just don't understand mm-hmm. what cryptocurrency is. When you understand that it's just software and it's technology, then you realize that, yeah, this ain't going anywhere, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's the main thing. Like NFTs actually helped me understand cryptocurrency. And once I understood oh, that this is all technology-based, then I was like, yeah, I'm all in because technology isn't slowing down. And I'm old enough to understand that, like, you and I, uh, Roberto, we, we got to see, like, video games, right? Mm-hmm. And the Nintendo, then Sega, then PlayStation, you know, and then the Internet and how the Internet has transformed over the years. So now you look, you fast forward now to 2022 and you're like, Oh yeah, this is only getting better. Solar, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, my dad was talking about solar, especially in California. He was, he was, he sold solar in like 89, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't popularized like it is now, you know? So these are technologies that are getting better with time. And that's, that's why I'm all in. You know, Elon Musk, Mm -hmm. he just, uh, he's, uh, he's, uh, mining Bitcoin with solar panels. With solar, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean it's it's something to to look at it Think for sure. It. Yeah, it's just it's just you know for me a lot of pieces around that. I don't know it, it might be something that uh, because of how old I am, you know, yeah, maybe kind of doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but on the other hand, like I see a lot of people making a lot of money with it. Oh yeah. Now uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about Blue Energy. Yeah. Um, how I think you've been here for what a couple months, three months so far. Uh, about a month. About month? A month? Yeah. No, a little bit more than a month. Maybe a month and a half. Yeah, let's say two months. Two months. <laughs> what is something that uh, you've seen the culture of the company that, that you've liked? And no, you haven't experiment, experienced yet the yachts and the parties. Yeah. And- what, the, the very small 
portion that I've seen, I love it. Um, it's completely different than automotive. Um, automotive is, I don't want to, I don't want to bash the automotive industry, but it's very old school and it's very toxic. Um, so to, to come in and, you know, to have, you know, owners like you and Juan, I haven't met Juan yet, but, uh, Jaime, you know, trainer like that. And just the, just the culture at Blue Energy is incredible. It's amazing. Um, I just, uh, that, that's, basically kind of what what won me over you know the first day you know i'm talking to 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 jaime and then i think you literally come into the office and you tell everybody to cancel their appointments and they're going out on the boat and i was like this would never happen <laughs> like you know this this would never happen in automotive and and it, it was it's great man it's a breath of fresh air and uh it's it's got me you know telling telling my people about it mm-hmm. so i mean it's it- what you just said about the boat, they, it's, it was just, you know, enjoying what's in front of us, you know, enjoying the present. Yeah. Because a lot of time people just get caught on what's going to happen next, what's yeah. the next thing, what's the future, but we have to enjoy what's in front of us, you know. And, Absolutely. And I'm guilty for that. Sometimes I don't, you know. Yeah. And it's it's something that's really hard, but the way I see things is that we have to enjoy what we have right now and I think I gave you that advice when you were trying to buy that car but you know <laughs> but uh he's trying yeah, to buy man. that Lambo no, no he, he wasn't about the Lambo he was about something else but uh yeah man just enjoying that that moment you know the what's what's in front of us and and not just that but I want every single com- every single person in the company to be a better version of themselves, you know. Yeah. And for me, the way not just to teach it and to talk to it, to it is just to show it. Yeah. You know, like this is how you treat people. Yeah. You know, this is how you treat the, the teammates. This is how you treat the people that's next to you. You know, it's not they're not a number. There will never be a number. It, there's always going to be Reggie Ashton. You know, individuals. So that's what I think. Get take put us where we are right now not just as a company, but as a family within the team. Yeah. Ashton, I mean, you're more of, a, I don't want to say party boy, but. <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm not a party not, boy. You're not a party boy, but I want to say like, you're the younger here, you know? Yeah. I'm the youngest, but I don't you're like the, to party. No, no, but what do you, what do you like about, I mean, I saw you party in Miami. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I was pretty calm. <laughs> I was collected. Because the night before, I want to say. Yeah. 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 But uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about the culture. What's something that you like from Blue Energy or or give the guys who are watching this show, by the way, we're, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Give them an advice why they should come to work at Blue Energy. I mean, it all depends on what you're looking for. There, there's like two routes you could take in the company. There's the people who are, you know, like to party and like to have fun, and that happens all the time here. And, like, we, we'll go out, go go-karting this week, last week we did the top golf. We're always doing fun stuff. But not everybody who's, like, me personally, I'm just here because, like, I saw an opportunity. And then it also turned into, like, oh, wow, the culture is pretty nice as well. Like, everyone's friendly. Everyone's nice with you. They'll help you. I just like how they provide you the tools. So, like, there's Juan. Juan's one of the best salesmen I've ever met. And from Juan, that's why I'm where I'm at today. So, like, it's just the tools. Less the culture for me and more the tools and the owners. So you and Juan, and I saw, like, how they actually care. They care about you. They really do. They'll, they'll take care of you. But it, it was the tools that were provided here that took me to the next level. And it can take anybody to the next level. Just the partying and the culture is just an added on. It's a cherry on top. 
Would you, would you like say that the tools that, that Blue Energy provides are easy to use to be successful? Oh my gosh, I, I'm I've never done sales in my whole life. I, I, this I've been in sales for seven months, and these past four months or since the year started, everything I've learned is from Juan. So if you're t coachable, you can make a lot of money, and I've done it here. So it's only four months in, and I'm I'm okay. You're okay. <laughs> and there's there's still seven eight months to go. So what what's your goal for the year? Around eight, probably eight fifty. Eight fifty what? Like eight hundred fifty thousand this year, which would be good. And then next year, go for the million. There you go. <laughs> you see right? You say, yeah. There you go. Love it. Yeah. I love that. Make sure you save your money for taxes, though. <laughs> for sure. Dawson, for sure. <laughs> love you, bro. But, uh, yeah, that's that's impressive, you know? Yeah. Um, what have you seen uh, about the tools, right? I mean, now you're bringing your friends on board, you know, from yeah. the car industry. Oh, yeah. Which... I haven't experimented the car industry, but I can see how aggressive it could be. Yeah. So now that we have Joshua here in the business as well, mm -hmm. how do you convince him to come over? Um, it was actually Ashton. <laughs> Somebody sent me a picture of Ashton, and they're like, "Listen, this is this this kid just made like seventy grand this month," and I'm like, "He's only twenty years old, and he made seventy grand this month." What are you doing? <laughs> I know, that's what I tell people. If yeah. I can do it, why can't so, you? Well, no, and, and, and no, it, that, that's the good thing about sales and, um, you know, in, in sales in general, you know, automotive is a great um, segue into any other sales career. So uh, that's basically how I, you know, told Josh. Josh was already basically leaving the automotive industry, though. So he was tired of it. He has a family. Uh, automotive is not very family oriented business. And mm -hmm. that's what you guys, the culture, you talk about the culture. That's one of the first things Jaime told me, you know, he's like, listen, like these are family people like, you know, and, and that's what I respect. Cause that's why I got out of automotive, you know, with no, you know, it, it, it wasn't, there was a plan to get out of automotive. I didn't plan on getting out as soon as I did, but I knew I had to for my family. So for me, it's a, it's always family first because at the end of the day, like you were saying, I know I'm going to make a lot of money. Like I don't, I don't, I know I'm destined to make a lot of money. So that's not, and I've already made a lot of money, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I don't just aspire just to make a lot of money. I aspire, you know, for generational wealth, but also to be able to, to pour into the people around me. Right. Um, and that's what it's about for me. So Joshua is in the same mindset. He believes in himself and that's what, you know, if you believe in yourself, um, you can do anything. That's your that biggest asset that you want to say. Right. Yeah. It's just belief, you know? So for me, um, there's no question if I'm going to make it, it's just, how am I going to do it? You yeah. know, what's going to, you know, what's to come. That's all. What looks better on a resume door to door sales or being in the automotive industry? Um, I, I, to be honest with you, when I was, not because I, I, I was. What do you care? I was the hiring. What? What would you care? No, let me ask yeah. you something. Why would you care how it looks like? I mean, are no, you no, trying no, to apply for a job? What are you going to go? No, no, no. You're no, going to no, sell no, insurance or like door to door is the best experience. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. You, it's the hardest. Yeah, and, and cars, you got people coming in. So door to door, we're coming to you. So the good thing about and that was that was the other thing, right? That was one of the things that you know obviously also convinced Joshua was that I'm um, explaining to him like, listen, you we have to wait for people to come into the dealership. You got to wait, you know, you have to worry about the dealerships marketing and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, think about you only had the opportunity to maybe get two customers in a day. Now you can get 
a hundred thousand, whatever, you know, whatever you put your mind to, you can now go and just knock that door. And that's what I love. Like for me, because I'm such a face to face sales guy anyway, like that's like the best thing in the world. Like I can literally knock doors all day. It doesn't matter to me. I'll knock the doors that don't have any cars at the house. I'll knock the ones that have all the cars. It doesn't matter. You know, and Joshua is the same way. And most of the guys that are in the automotive industry will probably feel that, especially if they've been in the automotive industry for a while, they love that because you already have been trained to talk to people. Right. Yeah. And that's the hardest part. I just meant for like college kids. Cause there's a lot of college people who are probably looking into like a job and this is their opportunity. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's your job here. So why would you tell them like this is communication? This is going to build your communication to the oh. max. Like, 100 percent like sales manipulating yeah. people understanding how people i mean the door the door-to-door experience i want to say goes beyond anything that a teacher could teach you in a classroom correct by 100%. far like you learn rejection yeah, yeah. there's you more know. failure than success here yeah, yeah. this baseball. is like right, it's like baseball yeah, yeah. it's success. more for failure than success i like that and that's what sales that's what sales is sales mm-hmm. is just like baseball mm-hmm. but it, it's just it, it makes you this new persona in which you just keep trying, yeah. you keep trying, and keep trying, keep trying. You know what? This one didn't want it. Guess what? Next door. Mm-hmm. No, next door. Mm-hmm. Next door. At some point, I think they were playing a game and said, "How many no's are we gonna get today?" Yeah. Let's count how many no's. But uh, it's just you know that mentality that uh, to be uh, how do you say it in English? No, yeah, it's not ruthless. Uh, I think the word is reliance, not reliance. Relentless. Uh, relentless. Relentless. Yeah, relentless. Relentless, yeah. yeah. Just to have that relentless mentality, you know? Yeah. Great. In college, fun. Yeah. You study, but now you have to put it in practice. You yeah. Know? And that's the hard part, experience, to gain the experience. And I think I've said it before, like, I would like my kids to knock doors. Yeah, 100%. Because... <laughs> That's how you learn, you know. I mean, yeah. if you want to teach them how to f- how to fish, this is how you teach them how to fish, you know. Yeah, sure. Because, as you said, you know, it's more. There's more failure than success, but when you hit the jackpot, it's a big one. Yeah, yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. And it never goes away. So, what would you tell the kids your age? They're 20 years old. That they're probably in college. Why would you tell them why they should come here to Blue Energy? If you're if you're in college and and you come to Blue Energy, there's a probably a high percent chance if you're dedicated and you're motivated, you're gonna drop out of college because <laughs> you're gonna know you're not gonna need it anymore. So, for all the people who are in college, you're you're practically taking out a loan right now for like sixty thousand dollars to make fifty thousand dollars a year when you could just come here, sacrifice five months of your life, test it out, and if it works, like you said, you're gonna hit the jackpot. If it doesn't work, go straight back into what you were doing. So it's it's all about it's an opportunity. If you don't want to take the opportunity, okay, then you could be complacent with the 50k a year the rest of your life. Your kids are going to hate you, your wife's going to hate you. But if you want to try and take that next step and take the opportunity, this is it right here. How much money were you making at the fishing or boat store that you 600 were 600 bucks a week. So you were making what like $15 an hour? Nothing. Practically nothing. If I would offer you $30 an hour right now. No. $30 an hour for what? Fifty dollars an hour to go back no. to to sit on a on a desk nine to five. No. Fifty dollars an hour. No. Come on, that's two thousand dollars a week. No. Yeah, you can offer me like a thousand bucks an hour, a hundred bucks. I just like this. Like this is fun for me. Yeah. How much money is worth your time now? 
because that's something that's something that when you grow older and yeah. you make money and you have experience, time is the only thing yeah. you can never buy and you'll never get back. Yeah. So how much is your time worth now? I mean, I, I don't really, I don't put a value to my time. It's just like, I right now I like where I'm at. So not only, you know, am I making myself money, but I'm making the company money too. And I like the people who run the company. I want to make the money and I want to make myself money. So. Well, my question was related to, will you ever switch back no. to the no. salary structure? Oh, no, never, yeah. never, never. Commission, commission-based job, I want a percent of the loan. That's where you make the most money, yeah. especially if you're good at what you do. I turn into like an actor. I like I like what I become when I'm in a home. So that's why I, I've told you, you do like kind of look like a young Leo DiCaprio. Do I? But you don't you don't trust me. I don't. I don't. Maybe if I got a haircut. You kind of do. Yeah, yeah. If I got a haircut. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you got a haircut. I think even with this hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with this guy that you got going on. <laughs> Jack Harlow. Go jail. No, we're good. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, Reggie, tell me, yeah. tell me a little bit more about your, your, uh, experience in the car industry uh -huh. compared to other jobs and compared to what you're doing here. What's the plan that we have here for you? How is it different? So yeah, the automotive industry, when I first got in, it was like a breath of fresh air. because it was the same. Like, you know, you, you basically get to go up and talk to anybody and everybody like sales guys. They only rely on what's happening at the door, but you know, you have customers all around all day, every day. So like you have customers in service, you can talk to people in service. So for me, it was like, it was, it was literally like fishing and it just became a game for me. So once I kind of gamified it and I believe in like gamifying it, anything and everything, um, once you create that gaming aspect, then Uh, that goes back to NFTs too. But uh, <laughs> once you create that game, then it becomes fun, right? So it's like, all right, I'm going to knock however many doors to get to whatever goal. You know, if, you know, this Dior shirt cost me $500, right? How many doors do I have to knock to get that, you know? Um, so that's that's kind of what, what, what made it fun for me. But um, to compare, I don't want to say there, there is a comparison because it's very transactional. Um, But the, the, the biggest comparison I would say is more so just at the door, people have their guard up, right? When somebody comes into the car, to the, to an automotive, you know, dealership, they have their guard up nine times out of 10, you know, because they've heard all of these bad things about yeah. the automotive industry. I mean, there are right? a lot of things going on, you know, oh, it's, it's a car salesman, you know? Correct. So what I would do, especially when I first started, um, For one, I always let everybody know that I was new. And then I also let people know that, listen, like, I'm not a car, I'm not a car guy, you know, I'm, I'm a person. So you give me the opportunity to walk you through everything, show you everything, give me the opportunity to be able to, to, you know, um, show you the, the, the rights and wrongs or whatnot. And, uh, if you just give me that opportunity, you make your decision, however, and, Nine times out of ten, I would end up closing those people because they ended up liking not just, you know, the product, but they liked me, you mm -hmm. know. And that's what I could tell everybody in sales. Like, I think that there's just, there's really three things to selling. That's the first thing is building rapport, making a friend. 
The second thing is, you know, uh, building up your yourself and the company. And then the last thing is just asking for the sale. And most closers mess up by not asking for the business. You know, when you're door knocking, most people mess up because they don't ask, do you have time right now? They yeah. want to just set an appointment for later, but people will give you their time right then and there if you ask. But yeah. most people I mean, the worst, the worst case scenario is a no. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I told you that yesterday. Yeah, worst case scenario is a no. Yeah. But um, what what's something, Ashton? I mean, you work more in our other office. Um, what's something that you've heard either from, I don't know, from your leaders or your managers that kind of click on you mm. since you've been here? Is there like a quote or something that someone said or someone took the stage and said something i like the 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 highs don't let your highs get too high and your lows too low i like that one because like last month i had a bad month but I, it wasn't that bad you know eight sales compared to other companies i know eight sales from one salesman is like a miracle for some other companies but here eight sales that's my low yeah those are my highs yeah this month last month previous month before that do, ray do you have a a quote that um do you like and you kind of live your life based on what what that quote means to you uh yeah um there's a couple but uh sorry i put my, it in spotlight no 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 well, there, there's a couple quotes but the one quote is uh when the when i guess it's the pharisees they ask jesus what what the greatest commandments are and he says love god with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself so i like to leave you with love Um, I actually do love people. So that's why I like sales. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, that's what it's about. You know, yeah. you gotta love what you do. And if you love who you work for and the people around you, then you're gonna, you know, give everything that you have. My mom once told me that everything that you do in life, mm -hmm. if you do it with love, yeah, the outcome is completely different. 100%. Yeah. You know, one time, I knocked on someone's door when I was knocking for glass. And the guy just, he didn't open the door. He just like insulted me from, from the inside. Like, hey, hey, go, you don't go after yourself. Blah, blah, blah. And the only thing I said was, okay, sir, God bless you. Have a good day. I think he walked like 10 steps and the guy came out. He said, hey man, I'm really sorry for my attitude. What's going on? So I, I, I didn't set the appointment, but at least I got him to talk to me yeah. by being nice. You know what I mean? Right. If someone does something bad to you, that doesn't mean that you have to change your essence, you know, yeah. who you really are. So, you know, he insulted me. I, when I started, you know, it was kind of hard, but he insulted me. So, you know, I just went from here to the ear and went out. God bless you. Have a good day, sir. And he came out, you know, but it, at least for me, he taught me, you know, that even though, Someone could be having a bad day. Yeah. Something like that could change their whole day and make it like realize, oh, I just have top, you know? Right. Absolutely. So yeah. Come on, Ashton. <laughs> Spit something. Come, come on. Come on, Leonardo. Leo, Leo. Leo. Leonardo. My no, favorite I, thing is it's not if you want something. It's not if you need something. The world doesn't care about what you want. The world doesn't care about what you need. The, the world's going to care about what you're fighting for. And like, that's what I do every day. Is I fight for everything. I fight for sales. I fight. To what, do you, what do you fight for? Like, just to be the what, best. What, 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 what motivates yeah. you? I just want to be the best. Wherever I go, I just want to be the top guy. I've been like that my whole life. Just 
you know, whether it's in baseball, I wanted to be the best on my team. The boat shop, I wanted to be the best for but them. What's the goal behind it? Just okay, you're 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 the best. Okay, you're the best. Mm -hmm. You make this amount of money. Mm -hmm. What's what are you gonna do with that money? Fight to be better and get more money. But what's the ultimate goal? Maybe that's something that you haven't yeah. learned yet, because <laughs> you're I'm 20 years old. He's yeah, young. you're probably He's too young. young. Yeah. No ultimate goal. Yet. <laughs> But I think I think that now that we know that that you don't yeah. have an ultimate goal, it's it's uh, even better for you to put that money towards assets. Mm -hmm. yeah. Till you find that actual goal, you know? Yeah. Like my goal in life is to help as many people as I can. Yeah. And to make sure, of course, my family's good and all that stuff. But for me, it's more how many lives can I touch through my work? How many lives can I touch while I'm, I'm making money? How many lives can I touch while I'm, I don't know, even grocery shopping, you know? Yeah. Like, so sometimes it's hard, you know? Everybody has bad days, but. Mm -hmm. It's just about saying the right thing for, to someone who's going through depression or something like that that could change their mind. Absolutely. You know, so. I, I help out. Here be, no, I know. I tip people. Be, something that, I, something that, that I, I don't know who taught me this, but being a good guy is always a good business. Yeah. It's oh, always yeah. good business, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because some people might take advantage of the things that you were you're able to do for them, mm -hmm. but at some point you said, mm, This guy helped me out, you know? Yeah. So being a good guy is never a good business. It's never a bad business. Yeah. But anyway, is there something you want to say to, to wrap out this episode, Reggie? Um, Or what would you say to all the people that want to join the company and they're kind of like afraid of losing that nine to five salary yeah. job? Mm -hmm. Um, Anybody that's afraid... Uh, For one, I would I would definitely tell them that you know you have to uh, you have to get over the fear. That's the thing. But fear is a good thing, and fear is a lot of times what drives people, right? So if you're afraid, it's good because everybody's afraid to start something new, but you don't know what's on the other side of that fear, right? And the greatest things in life are on the other side of fear. 100%. hundred percent, Ashton. That was good. <laughs> uh, what do you want to say in uh, I, th I think your story man is pretty impressive you know because you had no experience in sales yeah and the thing that you did here is what I told the guys in the previous episode you just grabbed the tools yeah put the work in put the extra work in went the extra mile and here you are killing it yeah yeah So, recruit. Recruit. <laughs> recruit, recruit, recruit. If you want to make money, come here. I mean, that, that, like for the people, the, the fear is a big thing because I was scared when I first got here too to like knock a door. I didn't want them to answer. But then once you get over the fear, yeah, you're right. It's kind of like, a, what's the word? Satisfying? Yeah. I should say. Once you like finally get your first appointment, yep. then you get your first deal yeah. and from there. You know, you get that feeling. Now you don't really get the feeling anymore when you close a deal because you close so many. <laughs> But the money's still there. So, I don't know. If, if you're dedicated, I'd, I'd recommend to come here. Or if you're motivated to make money, this is the place where you can make money. And they provide you all the tools. Plus, you'll yeah. be around people like me, Reggie, there's Dawson. There's a lot of people who can train you and, and make you a better person, not just in sales, but in your personal life as well. So. Well, thank you guys for, for coming. Um, 
it was a pleasure for me to have in both of you. And uh, now that we're going to start most likely uh, our podcast every week. Okay. We will, for sure, I want to have you guys back and, you know, it's, we're going to have a lot of fun. And we'll see if you, you were able to find that goal at the end of the day. <laughs> well, awesome. thank you guys. Uh, that was episode four. And we'll see you guys next time.